I wish that we could get a full body shot of you, Dan, because I feel like getting the whole, oh my God, what the fuck is that? <laughs> Why is that an eyeball head? What is that from? It's a private eye. Oh, that's funny. Actually, that's like, that's a good Halloween costume. Yeah, it is. Hey, watch it! Welcome to Hate Watching with Dan and Tony. I am Dan, the Wishnik Troll, and that's... Tony! I don't have, like, a fun toy name. I'll be a Ninja Turtle, because I'm wearing a Ninja Turtle shirt. Both 90s toys! I did it! The Wishnik Trolls go much deeper than 90s toys, but we're not going to get into that. Um, On today's show, we're doing one of my picks, which was a great movie, um which Tony's going to find all sorts of flaws with because that, that's you what see, Tony that's where does. You're wrong. I today I am in defense of Troll 2. It's cover to cover. <laughs> yes sir. We I found try. Tony's sweet spot. I texted you earlier and I said this isn't going to go the way you think, Dan, and I'm that's what I'm telling you right now. I'm I'm full in defense. So uh, today's pro and con, Dan Con, no, pro, Tony, also pro. Um, 1990, Troll 2, you know it, you love it, you hate it. This thing has been a cult phenomenon for years and years. There's even a movie all about it being a cult phenomenon called Best Worst Movie. Did you watch Best Worst Movie? I did, and I have more problems with that than I do Troll 2. I'm sorry. We can. I don't. I don't know if we want to get into that at all. But I'm. I'm ready to talk about that as well. I think with this movie, you know, this is it, when we started this thing. We sort of said we were going to do real movies. We weren't going to do like movies that were made on the shoestring budget with terrible scripts and not actors and all these sort of things. But we've we've gone down this path, and so it's it's a world we need to explore about creativity and where there is success and where there is failure, and what is success, what's failure, what's comedy, what's not comedy. Um, and I think this movie is a good place to sort of try and sort a lot of those things out. I will say that I laughed more in this movie than I yeah. did in Love Guru. Oh, yeah. No, this movie was a thousand times more fun than Love Guru yes. because it is so tragically bad because... But there's some genuine laughs in it, I think. I mean, I would love to talk to that Italian dude whose name I, escapes me, the director, because, yeah. I, I mean, I have to I have to assume a lot of these choices were for comedic value. The the yeah, part just... Made... Give, me, give me one. Yeah, give me one. Okay, so... The, the plant, when the kid turns into the plant and he's dragging him out of the room, there's no reason to stay on that shot for three minutes. He literally had to drag another actor across the room, Dan. There's no way that that's not in there because he thought it was a little funny. Because no. it's the no. it's so good. It's no. such a good bit. That kid cannot move. Apparently, according to the documentary, he's bolted into it or something. Screwed his own shoes into, ruined this poor kid's shoes, um, <laughs> screwing it into the pot so that he couldn't move. And then the the it's, they put an appliance over the kid's face so the kid would like shut a mouth up. guard. Yeah, they put like a 
Which they is, glued a piece of root on his face so he would not be able to complain to the director while he's I mean, I feel miserable. like there needs to be an investigation into this movie a little bit just based off of some of the things you hear in the documentary because these are not proper working conditions. No. And it's, no, no, it's no. awful. Um, I, I completely disagree with you. I think this whole movie was played completely straight. I think that there was nothing meant to be comedic. It, I mean, yeah, I, I don't think so. Well, I mean, we'll see. We'll see it in defense of Troll 2. So uh, we're just going to get it out of the way. This movie was made to be called Goblins. The producers in America that bought it renamed it Troll 2 to sort of go with their other movie they already had called Troll. And so it's all about goblins. It's not about trolls. The Troll 2 thing has nothing to do with anything. It's not a sequel of anything. And you can get stuck up on there, caught up on that, but you're kind of just spinning your wheels. And there's no reason to, because once you start the movie, you forget that it's called Troll 2 anyhow, because there's no trolls in sight. Um, what what confused, I think I am going to bring in the documentary a lot more than you probably want, so I apologize. No, it's, I think it's fine. I, I think, because the documentary sheds light on what was actually going on yeah. with the production. The one, the one thing that, really took me by surprise in the documentary is they went to a Q and a at one of their screenings and the director was there and a guy asked him, why is it called troll two when there's no trolls? And the director literally didn't even understand the question. And I was like, does he, does he not realize that they changed it when they bought it in the state? Like, I don't understand his confusion because his response in the end was like, you don't understand anything to the guy who was asking a legitimate question. Yeah, I mean it's it's you it you're gonna get defensive when you produce something that you think is a horror movie, and people think it's a comedy, and yes. that's that's gonna be it's that when you get recontextualized, it's rough. It's so real personal anecdote, real quick, just because it's very pertinent. I did a one of my first short films that I wrote and directed. First of all, awful. Just so bad. So, so, so bad. But we did it for the 48-hour film festival. And we got uh, foreign drama was our category. And so we didn't know foreign languages. So we made up a foreign language as like, which, first of all, terrible choice. Yeah, that's a good way to get bit in the ass. But we won best script because people thought that we did it intentionally as a joke. And so we made this drama about this kid who's in a coma and he's having these dreams about like his family and how he misses them. <laughs> people are laughing through the whole thing, <laughs> like beginning to end. These people are cracking up because of this made up language that we decided was a good idea on the day. And uh, we, the first time that that happened, we were all just like, Oh my God, they're all laughing at us. This feels terrible. But by the end of the the weekend, we were like, oh no, we get the joke that we made unintentionally. And so uh, it, you know, I, I think you have to come to grips with it eventually. That's the part that made me so sad about the documentary. Yeah, I, I don't think that director's ever gonna come to grips with it. I don't no. I, 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 and I think a lot of people are that create stuff. If if it's not seen the way they expect it to be seen, they, they do not take that as a compliment yeah. because because a lot of artists, you know, I poured my soul into that and you're you're laughing at it. 
And, you know, yeah. The, yeah. The, the, his wife that wrote it, you know, she really felt it was sort of indictment on her vegetarian friends and and all these sort of things, which there's you can see the subtext of that stuff oh, at times. Oh, that's in definitely there. in there for sure, which made me laugh because I was like, yeah, I don't like vegetarians either. But that's just because I'm a fat guy. Oh, I like meat. I love meat. I okay. love it. Just because someone else doesn't eat meat doesn't, eh, whatever. So, well, Dan, so, you want to get in a conversation? All right, let's talk about it. So, basically, the first whole setup is the grandpa reading the son a story, and we, we meet the goblins. The goblins um, make you eat their food. Once you eat their food, you turn into their food, and then they eat you. And pretty straightforward and, and actually a, a very viable horror concept. 100%. Absolutely. Um, but this is done as a fairy tale. And then he, so he's telling it to the son and the, the guy, there's a girl and she turns into the food and then he, they make him eat the food too. I think I don't really. Are we talking yeah. about Peter? Peter. Yes. Peter running through the woods. Yeah. Yeah. Somehow he falls down, which is never shown as far as I could tell. He just falls and his head's <laughs> bleeding. And I was yeah. like, okay, well, <laughs> that's unfortunate that we didn't show that. Uh, but yeah, yeah, they make him eat it. Then he sweats green ooze and then, you know, and then he's plant food. Classic. Yeah. And so and so that's basically the whole setup and the whole movie just follows that same beat. You know, they're trying to get you to eat the food. They sort of try to force you to eat the food. Then if you're lucky, you don't eat the food. And if you eat the food, then you die, even though we don't really see everybody dying or suffering. So you have uncovered my biggest problem with the movie, Dan, which is the family doesn't eat. Apparently. No, I'm so confused. For like two days, they literally eat nothing. Right. So first of all, you guys are bad at going, like you're switching houses. You don't bring any food. You don't bring any food just in case those people aren't as, as nice as you are. You don't bring any food. Any back because you don't bring any snacks. You don't bring your personal snacks. You not you don't know if you're going to like the same food that they like. You don't know anything about it. At least bring chips or something. They bring nothing, and they're like, "Well, I guess we're going to starve." I mean, I they should die. That's they're dumb. And it and it is one of those classic horror things where you, you have a vehicle sitting right outside your door, which you can just get into and go and drive and get food. But another whole aspect of this movie is it's sort of done like you're in Europe, but they're in Utah. So um, there's so much talk about like the forest and it and being remote. And it doesn't really feel remote because we, we live in America, which means 15 minutes away, there's always a 7-Eleven. So you're you're never going to starve in America. You know, in Europe, you, we, we sort of think of that fairy tale sort of thing where all oh, you go up into the mountains and there's no one for hundreds Hansel of miles. Yes, this thing feels like, you you know, you just got off the freeway and drove 15 minutes and, and got to this little remote-ish Which, town. I mean, and not only does it feel that way, but that's pretty much what they show. <laughs> they're yeah, on yeah, the freeway and then they're just off it and now they're at the town. So if you'd set up something, you know, where you'd you'd really put these people at a distance, you'd be like, okay, but they don't really do that. And everybody just is always walking or going and putting themselves in peril. Or running to get milk. (laughs) Running to get milk. (laughs) Which is probably one of my favorite bits of the movie. (sighs) So we we quickly find out that 
that grandpa is dead for six months and uh, the kid is hallucinating grandpa and his mom, I believe, tells him to banish him from your mind. So which I love you, that line. You bought that he was hallucinating. You're on the mom's side. Oh, not hallucinating. I mean, uh, the the, the is a ghost. ghost. Yeah, so, seeing the ghost. Sorry. Okay, so I was I felt I wasn't sure because again, it's hard to understand the movie if I'm just being honest. But I wasn't sure if they were trying to convince me that the boy is seeing things, or we're supposed to know the whole time that he's actually seeing a ghost. I think we know it's a ghost because the okay. the grandpa in almost every case takes action and and manipulates right. things and also gives him information that is very factual and always true. The grandpa is the smartest guy in the world. Do we how did he die? Didn't say. I would have liked to known that. That would be good. <laughs> a little backstory on the on the all-powerful grandpa would have been nice, I think. Yes, and that is the other thing is the grandpa just always is there to move the plot forward and make something happen through almost infinitely magic means. Which <laughs> yeah. seems really unfair. So now we meet Holly, the sister, who is doing a real uh, uh, sexy workout. Yeah, we did. <laughs> we did see it, which is. So <laughs> what's, your feel- what's your feelings about Holly's acting, Tony? You know, here's here's my thing about Holly's acting is I felt like she was in on the bit because. Oh, yeah, I think 60 percent of her lines she delivers with a smile. As if she's laughing at her lines. Maybe that's not what was happening. She might just not be that great. But I, I felt most connected to her because okay. I felt like her and I were laughing at the same thing. There, are, I was I was rewatching like one of the scenes at the end, and you can literally see her laughing yes. at the action. Like you, she's when like, she gets grabbed by the goblin. Yeah, she's genuine. She's laughing as this goblin grabs her in the hallway, and I was like, see. She's in on it. She gets it. So, so I, she's my favorite character of the movie. She was smart and was having fun. So the boyfriend and all his friends are. Um, wait, did I screw this up? Wait, does this happen yet? No, no, no. This doesn't happen yet. What did I written? Sexy pajama dad. Oh, they're planning the vacation. <laughs> yeah, they, we cut to the downstairs. So uh, the dad is on the couch. Dad's wearing sexy pajamas, and we're learning about um, uh, they're going on vacation. They're going to a town where it's twenty six people, very and they're swapping homes. They're swapping homes. I have which, a question: Is that a thing? No, it's not a thing. Okay, I, I, it's okay. That's Maybe fine. it's a European thing. It's not an American thing. Oh, that's interesting. I yeah, okay, because that was very off putting. I did not understand. I was like, wait, you just swap homes? What super weird. weird. Super, super weird. Um, the dad is uh, like really weird. Uh, and they're going to go live like farmers. I, yeah. Yeah. There was a weird. He kept saying like, we're farmers now. We're farmers. Like, not, they, don't do it. they don't do anything related to farming. This The house that they go to isn't related to farming. Thank you. Okay. It's not a farm. There's nothing. It's not they're farm. not farming on the land they're just in the woods so once again it's a script that someone has written where they're like oh we're gonna get a farm and then of course they show up and there's no farms available so you get a house yeah um so let's talk about george hardy real quick you you said he's really weird you're not a fan of george hardy i'm more of a fan of real george hardy than i was the character that george hardy played in the movie that's a given 
he's the only bright spot in that documentary. He, I want to be friends with George Hardy. He seems like the coolest, nicest guy in the world. And for a dentist, wow. And the funniest thing in the documentary is he's getting his people that work for him at the dental office to call everyone to come. And they're cool with that. They're not like, they're oh all my God, board. George. They're all on board, which, and I just, I, you know, shows you how loved he actually, you know, they do a yes. whole thing where it's like how loved he is. And he really is that loved. People genuinely love this. And I love him. I, I love him. I love that, him. There's that great story about the, the superintendent of schools talking about how he did all this dental work for these kids that didn't have any money. And it was just yeah. like a really moving story. You're like, wow, what a, what a great guy. And I was like, yeah, it must be off of the residuals for Troll 2. Uh, yeah. And at one point in the, the, the documentary, we learned that everybody was kind of just local Salt Lake actors who like called in and whoever showed up was basically much, who got in the got movie. It. Yep. I mean, that's how I wish that I could get in a movie like that. I'd call everybody. <laughs> so somebody says, who are the goblins? Uh, like the wife. The, the wife. Why did she say that? I don't, who knows? Because the kid was talking about the goblins upstairs and then she comes down and is like, who are the goblins? But here's my problem with that is that if anybody should be asking it, it should be the dad. Because it's the mom's father who's telling this the grandson about the goblin. So surely at some point he told her the same stories. Well, I, I guess that that's a leading question that we don't really have the answer to. Does the grandpa actually know things about the goblins or does he just sort of surmising things from having read the book about the goblins? It's, you know. Is it is this all book knowledge or is this some sort of deeper spiritual Is this a knowledge? real book he's reading? <laughs> I was going to look that up because there's uh, there's these goblin illustrations on the wall that you know they lifted from somewhere. They did yeah, not I mean, pay an true. artist to do those things. They just made photocopies of them and stuck them They the didn't wall. pay for a lot of things that they should have. Real quickly, let's talk about the boy's room. Uh, oh yeah has, batman superman yeah he's got like the joker poster he's got a basketball that just fully says the brand name of the basketball he's got a, a i think a bugs bunny it might have been even a phone in, in the corner like no 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 that's a that's a bugs bunny ch- chatter chum i believe sorry what Dan, the chatter chum was is it's a little plastic toy and you pull a string kind of like a talking doll and then i, I think he talks and his mouth goes i know i wish i could have had a i wish i had a bugs bunny chatter chum to uh, uh i wish you did too so i wrote here flashlight scene what was the flashlight scene flashlight did elliot have a flashlight is he flashlighting i have no idea was there a uh, flashlight I don't know. Um, okay, so now we have the scene where we're back to Holly in her room, and the, thank, thank goodness. Oh no, that's what it was. He he's he's reading with the flashlight, and then uh, Elliot, the oh, Holly's boyfriend, shows up the at the window, window. And, and makes makes the face, and then they move the ladder over, and then they all start climbing into uh, Holly's. Okay, well, Holly's just the boyfriend room. climbs in creepily, I might add. Super creepily. <laughs> this kid, first of all, the parents are right. This kid is no good, and she needs to stay away from him. She's way too good for this jabroni. And she's completely right that he needs to lose all those friends, because friends are terrible. And also weirdly codependent. 
Yeah, their, no, it's their, their whole weird. friend system needs to probably break up and get get on with their lives. So this is this was the point at which we kind of cut to Holly actually being a good actor. She knees him in the balls, like yeah, like really. I I believed it. She, uh, probably because she really did it would be my guess. But she, I mean, she kind of beats on this boyfriend a couple times in the movie. Is it him? She also swings a punch at the end of the movie that was like a really, really well thrown punch. Yeah. Which, so she there's there's a homophobic thing, and then she says, "If my dad catches you up here, he's gonna cut off your little nuts and eat them." Which, first of all, if she thinks that that's true, it's weird. Very weird. And then he tries to kiss her, and then they, he talks about group sex. Well, ho- wait, well, hold on. Let's bring in the documentary real quick, because there's okay. a part in the doc where they talk about that the nuts line, yeah. because the actress didn't want to do it. She yes. was like, I don't think people would talk like this. And the director, do you remember what he said in response to her? This is how I know more how American teens talk. I mean, if that's not a red flag for this whole movie, I don't know yes. what is. That is definitely, um, yes. This guy is delusional. So th- so she tells uh, Elliot that they're going to l- do an exchange vacation in Neilbog. Now, did you get Neilbog being goblin backwards instantly because you're pretty good at that stuff? I did only, I think only because my wife makes me watch things with subtitles on. And so I got oh. to read it and I was like, oh, okay. I don't know that I would have gotten it just, you know, hearing it i don't know i can't prove it either way why are you watching movies with subtitles on oh my god dan it's it's literally a constant fight in this house and i use literally literally it's every day i hate it i can't stand it i do not like subtitles they distract me as you can tell i was reading goblin backwards i i drift down and then i stop watching things i i cannot have that distraction on the screen especially if it's in english why am I watching subtitles at the movies in English? I can hear it just fine. So, but she's, you know, she likes having subtitles. I don't know. I don't know. What do you mean you don't know? She but doesn't she, have a real reason. She just likes it. <laughs> just, yeah, I think it's like a comfort thing with her. I think she just likes to know that she's hearing and seeing the same thing. <laughs> so you guys... Every time you're both sitting together watching anything on television, subtitles are on. Close captioning. The problem is we share all our accounts. So whenever I turn on my Netflix personally, they're always on. And I'm like, oh, my God, I have to go turn them off, which is just a couple of steps. But it's very annoying when I do it every single time because they're always turned on. Drives me bananas. That's my favorite thing ever. (laughs) because you don't have to live with it dan so she basically says uh you show up and come with us on vacation without telling your parents doesn't tell anybody she just assumes it'll be fine dump your stupid friends let's talk a minute about this boyfriend that what an easy choice that would be it's not even she's not even saying hey never hang out with them again at this point she's just saying don't bring them Come on vacation with me. How is that a hard choice, bro? It's like a week. You can't this, go a week without your boys? This guy cannot go. He is he's like the original uh who's the who's the second guy that played Batman? Um George Clooney. He's, Does uh, George Clooney have an entourage? Does 
oh my, he's like one of the, you know, he's got like four or five guys. They're there to play basketball. They're there to do everything. Like, I don't know what happened when the wife finally came along, but yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, he's the original. Oh, wow. Okay. I, I guess I didn't know that. So, so next morning, we're already in the van. Van's on the thing. She's crying her eyes out. Elliot did not show up. Things are not going well in the van. Not only did he not show up, but the family waited an hour and a half. What family? I would, if my daughter is like, hey, my boyfriend's going to come. First of all, I'm like, no. But apparently in this world, I said, yes. There's no way we're waiting an hour and a half, 15 minutes tops. If you can't wake up in time to get over to our house at 8 a.m., you're out, dude. You're out. So the mom, we didn't talk about the mom because the mom's got some problems. Um, yeah, yeah. She's like, Joshua, sing that song I love. And Joshua's like, Mom, I don't want to sing. Joshua, sing the song. Okay. Row, yeah, row, 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 row your, your boat. boat. <laughs> nobody, first of all, nobody, no adult likes that song. I'm not going to be asking my kid to sing that song. They're going to ask me, and I will do it begrudgingly. You know what? <laughs> I was I was going to make the same point, but now I'm I'm going counterpoint. Oh no! <laughs> when we it's were kids, out. I think our parents to distract us because we were such you know little kids. Yeah. We would sing "99 Bottles of Beer on the Wall" like the whole carload of us would sing that. Oh, man, I don't want to have kids. That'll drive me crazy. (laughs) Because I think the parents just wanted to, like, just get, we just got to get there without anything else. Because we also did the, you know, mom would read us books while we were driving. I think think distracting the kids was what you needed to do. Because with three boys, uh, we were a problem. Thank God that we now have iPads that we can just shove in their hands and put them in the back, put on some headphones, and you'll never hear a beep. So we see that Elliot and his boys have somehow gotten an RV, and they're going. Not just any RV. This RV is nice. I think most RVs were that size. There were campers, which were smaller. But if you had an RV back in that time period, they were gig- they were mobile houses. It also looks brand new. It looks total. It's totally clean. It's got all the fixings. There's a TV in it. I was like, I would live there. I would live there. So now we go back, and um, we're back in the back in the van with the family, and Joshua's starting to do the green sweat. This is our first green sweat we've seen. Oh, yeah. It comes from one of those, there's like these drippers that you can put on your forehead and it drips down your thing. And they use these drippers so much. And one it's, a of the, good, it's a good effect and it's probably not super expensive. So It's a very cheap effect. There's one like groundlings. You can just walk upstairs and get one if you really need one. <laughs> I did not it, know that. I would have done I've it. I've seen it many times. Um, so it, this is actually one of the nicest horrific moments. It's got he, me. He starts turning into a tree and his hands have branches coming out of them and there's blood. Yeah. And then full alien thing sprouts, you know, sprouts out of his chest. And you were like, you were on board. You were like, okay, this is the horror we're looking for. I'm 100%. If this movie was able to balance that 
with the totally on purpose comedy from everything that happened before, because I'm yeah. still claiming that it was on purpose. No. This movie would be super good. I would I would genuinely love this movie. And then I don't know if he wakes up or what what gets him out of it, but he comes out of it. Yeah. And then he looks out the window and there's grandpa on the side of the road. <laughs> holding the sign. Stop that. Which <laughs> And then he's just like, stop! Right? The kid so here's parents, man. The kid yells stop, and their first reaction is, What? Do you need to throw up? Dude. Not like, do you have to pee? Like, should we stop and just pull over so you can pee? No, it's, do you have to throw up? In defense of the movie, <laughs> now that I think about it, man, I spent half of my childhood laying on the couch with a stomach ache, feeling miserable. And, I, you know, I would not be surprised if if we had to pull over and, like, you know, throw and up. And that was the first thing is, are you going to throw up? Dan, I feel, you know what? I'm commending your parents. They did an incredible job. <laughs> so it's not grandpa. When the when they jump out, he runs over there. And, well, it is grandpa initially, and then it turns into right, a crazy talk. homeless guy that looks a lot like grandpa. So much like grandpa. <laughs> Even when the change happened, I was like, wait, is that someone different? I feel like the facial hair is a little different. I don't know what's happening. But then the parents don't even get out of the van. They just back up with the door open and they're like, hey, come get in. Get in. What are you doing? Stop talking to this crazy homeless man who's going to kidnap you. So then I wrote the next scene is Elliot gets the finger. I don't really remember what happened in that one. Uh, well, they're just driving by and the sister. What's her name? I don't remember Holly. anyone's name. Oh, Holly. Holly. Yeah. They Holly see them. sees them and then she flicks them off which nobody can see because they're like 50 yards away and they have tinted windows in their van. So she flicks off nobody. And then the boys are like, oh, I guess, hey, I guess she didn't see us. And the other thing is somehow they've gotten ahead of them. Yeah. <laughs> well, because they left at 8 a.m. Like they all planned to leave. But these idiots waited an hour and a half for a no-show. They didn't swing by in the RV and say, hey. <laughs> we're, so we're heading up. They get to the house. Uh, and we meet the, we meet the, the family that lived in the house and we find, they give them the keys, which was, I thought was very satisfying because I didn't think we were going to cover how these people were going to get into their house. So I thought that was nice. I Sure. Sure. And I wrote the family has wounds because they, they all have this birthmark, which we find out later is a lucky clover birthmark, which I kind of, I kind of like that. So Um, I, so my question is, is this. Like an Irish thing? Are goblins are goblins no, Irish? Le- leprechauns. No, I mean I know I know that leprechauns are Irish. But my thing is the goblins, right? They all have four leaf clovers. That's very yes. Irish. Every food. No, 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 item, that's not very okay. The not having the, the hideous birthmark clovers is not very oh, Irish, but yes, no. The concept Every of the four leaf clover. I've ever met Dan as a giant <laughs> clover. No, but then every food item is bright green or red. I, how is this not an Irish folklore? All right. All right. I just thought it was. Continue. 
So there's a, this whole spread, and they're like, I wrote okay, down. We're already in. Hold on. Slow down. We're not in yet. We need to talk. I have a question about sure. family swapping. <laughs> in, in this fictitious really, family tell, swapping. Tell me more. Do you think there's a, a like a contract in place? Because if I showed up to the house to exchange keys, and these weird-ass people are who I'm giving my key to, I just say, you know what? I've changed my mind. I'm going to go home. I don't want you in my house unsupervised for a whole week. This is the 90s, which is after the 80s, which is after the 70s. In the 70s, people just left their doors unlocked and murderous killers would just like walk in through the door and just. I don't. Okay. And so right. pe- people were people were much more approving. You know, they, I, we watch all this serial killer stuff and like you have these serial killers and like and, and it's killing all the co-eds and the co-eds are still picking up hitchhikers. You're just like, uh, yeah. what? Because um, people are crazy. That's fair. Uh, all right. I accept it. That was my point. My point was, and you know, that's this like back in the 80s, you used to have key parties. Do you know what a key party is? Oh, do I know what a key party is? I don't know. I would never go. I would never go. Because so, I wouldn't want to see the face of the person who pulls my key. That's why I wouldn't go to one of these parties. Because they're going to pull it and be like, oh, who's key? And then they see me and then they just, yeah, exactly. They're so disappointed. They're like, why did I come out here? My husband's going to be doing it with some hot mama. And I get stuck with this fucking schlub. That's what they'd be thinking. <laughs> So there's all this green food. There's corn with with green stuff on it. There's green just what? Explain that. Why it is frosting? Corn? Frosting. You're going to eat corn with frosting on it, Dan. Sounds I'm different. sorry. These people just dive into food that doesn't make any sense. They have no idea what the ingredients are. I'm very upset with them. Red Kool Aid, green Kool Aid, and Grandpa appears and he's like, "You got to stop them. You can't let them eat the food." I'm going to freeze time for 30 seconds. You need to come up with a plan. But he didn't freeze time for 30 seconds, Dan. He froze time for almost two minutes. It was close to two minutes. Tony was timing because does he – spoiler of fun. He's frozen time and Tony's like, you got too much free – you know, like he's not worried about how you get free time. You're worried about how much free time you get based on how much you were told you would get. Yes, because you are in control of both of those facets. If you tell me – if your Tony. script says 30 seconds and then you roll your movie for two minutes, just go back and shoot a scene that's like, you've got two minutes, kid. But that's 30 seconds in real time, not 30 seconds in interdimensional time. But he's walking in real time. I Listen. No. See, he's, he's removed him from the time stream. 30, they, 30 seconds is going to pass in their time stream. He's moving at a different rate. Have that's you ever what seen you that think happened? That's exactly what I think happened. <laughs> so did, what did you think was going to happen? What did you think the kid was going to do? Not that. I did not expect that. And that's a 10 out of 10 for me. This was a 10 out of 10. The kid climbs up on a chair and we cut to it. We cut off of it before we see it, but he pisses on all the food. I mean, we, we barely cut off a tech because he is undoing his pants. And I was like, wait, what is he doing? I thought he was just going to, if I was him, I would have just walked on the food. 
<sighs> it was beautiful. So yeah, it was great. Jo- fantastic so dad, dad doesn't hit him, but he grabs him and carries him upstairs. And each room has the person's name and a piece of paper taped to it. And he takes him to his room and he throws him on the bed and he's about to go for the belt. And you're like, oh, I don't want to watch this kid get a whipping. And he's like, I'm tightening my belt because I'm so hungry. I grew up in hunger. He said to fight the hunger pains. Does, is that how that works, Dan? If Let's I'm be hungry, more do pain. I just have to just strangle Tighten my stomach? Belt? No, no. And um, and and that's it. And then Dad just like leaves. It's like maybe grounds him or something. Well, I mean, apparently that line "you can't piss on hospitality" is basically the line that everyone remembers from the movie. Not me. Yes. It wasn't my moment in the movie because I'm all I'm pro George Hardy. I think he's great. I think he's doing his best. Good for him. Uh, but yeah, I mean that line I, is pretty. Yeah, dumb. I did not write. I did not write that line down. Although from the next scene, I wrote down where are all the horny girls? Yeah. Oh yeah. No, I, I mean down. they talk about that a lot. These uh, these three is it three boys? Three boys, boys in an RV. Four. Is there four? All right. Four. They I each have remember. their. They each have their own fate. So um, it's Arnold. Arnold's Arnold goes out there. He sees a girl in the woods. He okay. chases her, yep. um, and then why is why does he tackle her, Dan? I see. If if you want to spend, if you want to love guru this, where you try to look at each joke and each thing that happens, this will be a seven hour episode because. They just all the stuff just sort of happens. You got to go with it. I wish you could see my notes because for the first, I think maybe two and a half minutes, I wrote down every note that I thought of, and then I stopped completely, and I have no more notes because I was like, I would literally write every four seconds of this movie, and that's just not fun. Yeah, there's. I mean, I still have four more pages after this page. We're not even halfway down this page. All right. Let's um, go. So Arnold deals. With the, I think the goblins show up. I think the goblins make Arnold eat, right? I think they made him well, eat, Well, right? they show up, and then he is he makes fun of them. <laughs> he does so make at, fun of at them. At this point, I'm pro-goblins, and I feel like they should kill him. They should throw <laughs> that spear right into his shoulder <laughs> and kill this fucker. He goes up to the spear-wielding goblins and is like, oh, you guys are a bunch of jokes. <laughs> You're like, what? And he calls them, uh, I don't remember what he says, but he makes fun of their height. But he's basically the same height as them. Arnold's not a tall guy. So he takes a spear to the arm, but I think they got some food in him. So I think he's sweating green already. I think you're right. Yeah. And then we get to the church that's not a church. That's just a house. And we're inside there. And it's the worst setup ever. There's this big red bed and bubbling things. and, And we meet the character that is by far my least favorite character, except for part partially. Credence Lenore Gielgud from Stonehenge. You know her, you wrote down her name? Of course I wrote down her name. How could I not write down her name? And and she is just so hor she's like my least actually this incarnation of her is my least favorite thing of the movie. Is the other incarnation of her your favorite part of the movie? One of my more favorite parts of the movie. Because she yes, definitely absolutely. was winning me over. <laughs> yeah, she was winning me over that popcorn, man. We're gonna to get to the popcorn. It's, it's um, hilarious. She's and from Stone. She's okay. from Stonehenge, which is a thing, not a place. Right. Okay. 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 That like my question is, I don't I don't understand what that means because they said it, and I was like, 
I, I thought that was just like a, you know, literal stone. I, I don't know. What do you think Stonehenge is, Tony? It's a bunch of tall rocks that are standing or leaning. Where at? Oh, I don't know where the wonders of the world are. <laughs> like, you, you can't give us a guess what country that Stonehenge is in? I would guess Greece. Uh, Scotland. Ireland. I now I'm on, I'm on the You're same. You're getting island closer. <laughs> You're in the right. <laughs> You're in the right archipelago. What's what's the other? What's the third one? I don't. Uh, it's called England. Ah, England, <laughs> London. So she she brings out these mugs and she says, "Drink." A, wait, was the girl? Was she a troll or was she actually a girl? The blonde girl, just a yeah. girl. Nope. Oh, so she girl. was just a girl. Yep. So she brings out some some tankards of more green food, and she says, you know, drink of this. You will become one with the vegetable world. So here's my problem with this scene. Is my, I, I am, remember, I'm in, in defense of Troll 2, but here's my problem with this scene. She literally tells them exactly what's going to happen, yeah. and yet they still eat the food. Well, did she make him eat it? I don't remember. Not the the not at first. The well, the girl, girls, the girl already has it in her because she's 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 she has a little even... in her. But then she's like, "Let me get you a beverage," and she drinks the beverage, and then she starts freaking out. And then the boy's like, "Oh, you're gonna kill me next or some shit." Can't can't piss on hospitality. <laughs> so now we're gonna get to Tony's one of Tony's favorite scenes: the Holly dance. Wait. Uh, did we skip him or do we come back to We him? come back to him when he turns into okay. a tree. Okay, because yeah. that's actually one of my favorite parts of the movie. But, uh, yeah, the Holly dance, again, she's smiling. She's, like, laughing as she's doing this dance. I feel like she was just goofing around on set. And they were like, let's capture this. This is good. So she dances in front of the mirror, and she does a Dear Elliot Cooper. Which, which I, I dance in front of the mirror every day. Again, this 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 character... Is my way into this movie. I relate to her. I love her. It's a great character. So then Grandpa's ghost appears in the mirror and Holly freaks out. Yes. As and the whole family shows up in the room. Right. <laughs> and then the dad can't find the mirror. <laughs> the dad, he walks right past the mirror and Holly has to direct him to where the mirror is. Because he probably had, George had probably never been in that room never or something. Been in the room, and they were just like action. And he He's like, "What there. mirror?" They didn't shoot it again. It actually, it, it's really funny. It's an amazing moment. It's so it's good. An amazing. Yes, and he of course delivers the great line: "Are you still smoking dope, Holly?" Which you know, good for her. Good for her. Smoke that dope. So uh, the little kid, Joshua says, I'll sleep in the room with grandpa. And then I wrote, someone says kingdom of the goblins. Does grandpa say something about kingdom of the goblins? I, I mean, that definitely sounds like something he would say. Yeah. Or maybe, maybe he's talking, maybe uh, uh, Joshua, I keep calling him Elliot. Joshua starts talking to the mirror. I don't know. Wait, is Elliot E.T.? I, I don't know. Is that what's happening? I'm getting confused. <laughs> um. So then the the next one of the kids from uh oh Elliot's the the boyfriend. One oh, of the other yeah, you're right. Elliot kids goes to get food. We got no food. He opens the river. We got no food. I'll go get food. Again, he, why don't these people have food? 
You are in an RV. There's literally storage places for food. Stock and, up. And a refrigerator. So Ugh. he goes into town. All the town's fecal. Fecal. Mm. Fecal. <laughs> fecal. <laughs> all the townspeople are glaring at him. He goes in there. There's the crazy storekeeper who gives him the milk. He drinks some of the milk and then spits it out. And then he's he's already starting to drip green, but not drip green. Yeah, yeah. Even Which might have just been a green. reshoot. Yeah, they probably like they probably drank the milk and started dripping green. Then they're like, we don't like that shot. Redo it. Wipe right, it off. Yeah. Even though you can still see it. So... He starts dripping green, and he, like, wanders off towards the church. Yes. Yeah, all of that is is spot on what happened. Um, he, I um, Why isn't the milk a different color? I don't know. Oh, okay. because you're not going to drink green or red milk. I mean, you say that, but these people eat and drink everything else that's green. I have no doubt in my mind that they would just be like, okay, green milk, blah, blah, blah. One of my other favorite things is they've made milk stickers to stick, like to say Nilbog milk. And then, of course, they've made these stickers and glued them on there. And then they, they start coming off. So every one of them, you can tell, has yeah. been sitting in there for the whole day, Wait, yeah. suffering uh, horribly. Yeah. So, oh, so he then runs across the police chief, who do you remember, or police sheriff. Do you remember what his name was? Oh, oh something. Oh, no. I don't, but it was funny. I, it made me laugh. Wait, I wrote no milk. Oh, no, this. Oh, this. Oh, whoops. He met the police chief before he On got the, the milk. Yeah, the On police the gave him a ride. Gave him a ride. And the police chief's name is Gene Freak. <laughs> yeah. Gene Freak. I love it. <laughs> I love that name. That's such a good name. Oh, okay, so he runs away. He runs to, into the church thing, and then he meets Arnold the Tree. Yes, and it's so we did miss the transformation of Arnold becoming what, the tree. Was right? there a transformation? Yeah, I think he's just a tree. I think. Yeah, maybe just, you're right. I yeah. think we just skipped it. And the great part is, which I th- thought was hilarious, is he's still holding the mug, yeah. which would have been torture holding a mug like for the this. actor. Yeah, for the actor. I mean, try to do this for 15 minutes, and you will literally want to kill yourself. 15 minutes. Do it for three, Dan. All right. oh, three, three minutes enough. To, that's the okay. We, we're timing. It depends. It depends. Is there it, was there anything in the mug? Because the water's going to add some weight to it. You know. Oh, if there's anything in the mug, you're even more dead. I'm just going to try and do this for three minutes with holding. Right, you keep nothing. doing that, and I'll talk about how much I love this scene. Okay, talk about this scene. So they. I mean, I don't care about anything that happens before. First of all, I don't know how he even sees the guy because he walks past the tree. He can see a little out of gets, one eye. Is that what it is? It's just peripheral vision this way. Um, <laughs> but then he's like, hey, we gotta get out of here. And so the guy first, he just starts dragging the pot across the floor. But it's really happening. There's hurry. no... Oh my god, you look like you're gonna explode. Hurry! He's saying hurry, right? Isn't, isn't yeah. Arnold saying hurry? Hurry! He's being kind of mean the whole time. He's like, we gotta go. Just pull it. Just go. And he's like getting annoyed. He keeps rolling his one eye. <laughs> so weird. But the thing is, this, this, this actor is literally pulling a pot with another actor in it across the floor, and he's trying so 
heart. He's like, <laughs> and he's not acting. We've seen him act. He's not very good. So no. he is just struggling and they keep showing it. They just let it go on. It's not, there's no cut. It's not like, okay, now we're over here. Like we watch this guy pull this freaking plant man across the room. And it was a true delight for me to see that. Just, <laughs> just amazing. You would have been rolling in the aisles if you were in a theater with people laughing. Oh my God. Yeah. I would have loved it. Oh, dying. That would have been and so I'm, good. I'm sure if you saw this movie in theaters with people, it would be beyond hilarious. I think you would. Oh, die. I, th- I think it'd be a great time. A real, real full of camaraderie and just uh, a lot of fun. So I think they just cut out there, don't they? They don't even, they don't even, because the witch, I wrote witches in the house. The witch shows up later. Just, so I think I, she walks through the door, right? I I wrote there's another scene before witch comes in. So I think they just oh. cut. We might cut just cut, them. yeah. It's hard to be so, sure. Maybe she shows up. I don't know. Church warehouse hole. Okay. Mm. I don't know. So then we have uh, the dad and the kid go into town looking for groceries. And then the store is closed because they're at church. And so the um, the kid takes off and he starts reading a cookbook for vegetables. Well, doesn't he, uh, he does that before the kid takes off, right? Because doesn't the dad fall asleep reading the cookbook? He falls asleep reading. Oh, and this is where the kid looks in the mirror and sees the Nilbog sign and puts together Goblin. Yeah. Smart kid, by the way. Pretty, Yeah, pretty good. So I wrote Witches in the House. So I think the witch shows up to start witches menacing in the house. Arnold and his buddy. And then we get the, the church warehouse scene. Um, that's three minutes. And oh, my God. <laughs> How you feeling? Ouch. Now Ouch. do that for 11 more hours of shooting. Oh <laughs> that would be death. Um, maybe they like, maybe they screwed his arm into, you know, like. <laughs> into something. Into something. Through probably. the bone. So now we get this whole sort of scene with a preacher. The kid creeps into this other warehouse thing, which is actually more like the church. So they don't do it in a church in the church. They do it in a warehouse. Right. So were you confused about why they made the church the house and then made a house the church? Why didn't you just do it the opposite way? I have no idea. I don't, I don't understand. <laughs> well, because you couldn't really have the kid climb up and look through a hole. So he climbs I mean, up and right. looks through a hole in the ceiling, but also puts his skateboard at a next to another hole, which we, we you know, which is which is a, a of, the biggest biggest setup ever, because we know <laughs> that that skateboard is falling through that hole. And reminding everybody what the hell's going on. Now, so, let's. Yeah. I have a question about the goblins. Now, why does he see them as goblins? Even when they're in. Are you sure? Because when they come at him, one cut they'll be human, the next cut they're goblins, and then they're back to humans. Are they just glitching then? Are they just like, they're like, oh, I can't decide which one I want to be. There are no rules for the transformation between human and goblin form. I mean, literally no rules. Just like, man, goblin, man, goblin, man, goblin. Okay. See, I thought maybe he was just seeing through their true form because he had special gifts. He had the shine. So this is where the writer gets in where they're kind of going at. And talks about smelly bladders. The priest is is yelling about smelly bladders, clusters of 
hemorrhoids and, and a, yeah. a number of other things. It's a very, the, the preacher guy is very unappealing and you really wish he was not in the movie. For sure. But I do have some health questions. Now, is the, are all of those things that he's saying, are those true about meat eaters? I don't know. Like, so I know that sh- this, the writer wrote it oh, as okay. anti-vegetarian. So you're, so you're thinking that her vegetarian friends are saying all you meat eaters have smelly bladders and get hemorrhoids? I mean, I would hope they don't say that because it's weird. Maybe it's a language barrier, but something on those lines. I feel like maybe they're attacking her. I mean, I don't know. Well, I think I think probably her her vegetarian friends did attack her with with speak of hemorrhoids and uh, with vegetarian propaganda, and so she like worked it into um, worked it into this into something. Um, I don't know what so, this is. Punched in the who gets punched in the face? So the the bad guy grabs him through the ceiling, which of course he could not have reached that far. But but that was a cool a cool jump scare. Yes. Like he's looking and all of a sudden the hand just boom. I was like, oh, nice. That's a great little moment. And somebody gets punched in the face. Who got punched in the face? Everybody? I don't know. I, I, I don't uh I don't recall. So this is where we get explained that these are cloverleaf moles, which I, I would not have figured that out if unless someone had told me. I, that's why they tell you because no one could figure it out. And they're like, I guess we'll just we'll just say it. So uh, they're trying to, so they've got the kid and they're trying to feed him Nilbog ice cream. And, you know, they, and then, then the dad shows up because how did the dad even know? I don't, I don't Because know. the boy was screaming. And oh, the dad screaming. finally gets off of his lazy ass and is like, I wonder if that's my son screaming for his life. <sighs> okay. So this is part I love is so they let the kid go. They don't like grab both of them, and then they we start doing the slow back away. The back away, which is always like my favorite thing. Like the the bad guys are there, overwhelming number, probably twenty five of them, because the witch oh, is in sure. the witch church, and they there, and so they give the classic line: "We need time, patience for what? What do they need time for? I don't know. I don't know either. I don't." <laughs> So then Elliot, I, got, I wrote Dad versus Elliot. I guess Elliot showed, oh, Dad, Dad goes and sees Elliot. They drive by and they see Elliot at the, the RV. Camper. Yeah. And so he gets out and yells at Elliot a bunch. Or no, he yells well, at the, Elliot and then makes Elliot come with them. Yes, that one. So he's like, come with us, Elliot. And Which so, is, oh, sorry. No so we're down to so we got two of the boys in the church, one left in the RV, and then Elliot's going back to the farmhouse. Right. That's so not a farmhouse. Here's what I'm a little confused about. How long do you think these other two boys have been missing? Uh, hours. Hours, right? Couple I mean, hours, your friends yeah. are gone for hours, even though they were going on simple tasks. You, you only care. have you only have two people left, and then one of them just is just like, all right, well, I'm going to go with these guys, but you stay here alone because it's fine. Just bring the well, other kid with. That's another thing about this movie is they don't really shoot at night, so you never everything sort of occurs the time, in the day. Timing so is so weird. So Drew, oh, I guess Drew's the other guy. He's at the church, and then the witch has a chainsaw, and she starts menacing them. Oh my! That. For, <laughs> Again, 
the witch literally describes what she's going to do and then does it, which makes me laugh really hard. But this one was in spectacular fashion because she starts a chainsaw and is going at him and, and she says something on the lines of, don't worry, you'll just feel a little tickle, which is what people say when they're going to kill you. But then she does it and he does tickle. He starts laughing. He really feels a little tickle when he's getting chains on. <laughs> it's like, what a fun touch that is to be to set up the line, the classic line. Oh, it's only going to tickle. But then it does. Uh, now, home run. Was, the, was the other guy immobilized at that point? Were they both immobilized? I want to say yes. Okay. I don't totally remember. So we get back to the house and everyone is now at the house and they're throwing a big party and there's all this food. Now, the dad just had to rescue his son from these people, got a weird feeling about it. And then but then when he gets to the party eight minutes later, he's like, cool, let's party. Let's let's boogie. And they're immediately starting to try to feed. You know, they're like, oh, there's food and these people haven't eaten in days. And now we're going to have about. 12 other scenes happen before we get back there and no one's has still eaten a touch of the food. touched anything. So a goblin breaks through the mirror and then Grandpa shows up with the axe? Is that what happens? Well, so what it starts as Grandpa's face in the mirror because the boy is talking to Grandpa and then it morphs into the queen which was cool. And then she jumps through the mirror. Also cool. But then as a gob- does she jump through at- as a goblin or as herself? She, I think she sends a goblin. No, no, she does. She does. It's her as a goblin. It's her as a goblin. Oh, okay. it's her. Oh, goblin right. Cause then her hand gets cut off. Then he has the ax and he axes off her hand, which is one of the other few horror effects. But in the where movie. did he come from? Because he was, he's in the mirror and then she at least comes through the mirror, but then he just appears he just, just manifests. I know. I just wish there were some rules. And so so he's now also got a Molotov cocktail, a lighter, and and a uh, fire extinguisher. Because you got to put out your family. He's going to use the fire extinguisher to distract them so that, that Joshua oh, has time to burn plan? it all down. Yes. <laughs> That's what he said. He didn't say, I'll put the fire out when I'm done. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, yes. That's awesome. I love that. So she goes back. So the witch now goes back through, goes back to the church and then the magic Stonehenge heals her hand. Yes. Um, So am I to believe that that's an actual stone from Stonehenge? That's what they're saying, right? Okay, cool. Yes. yes, I just want to make sure I got that. So then we're back at the, the situation and grandpa's about to, um, gra- you know, Joshua's about to burn down the house or whatever. And then the priest is outside and the priest gets bent out of shape. And does he throw it at the priest? Is that how the priest gets it? Or does the priest the grabs priest it? The priest grabs, grabs it. it and it's in his own hand. I don't know how it gets set on fire. Lightning. Gra- grandpa uses is that lightning. Happened? Yes. There's, we start oh. doing the lightning. That's grandpa's controlling okay. lightning. Which Grandpa is like this- has so many cool gifts in this movie. It's just like this black screen with the lightning on it that they use over okay. and over again in this one lightning sound. Because <laughs> at, at the end of the movie, it happens thousands of times. Yes. Um, so, but, so the preacher recognizes the grandpa. 
Yeah, I think he does. No, 100% he does. He's yeah. like talking to him and basically he he says, go back to where you came from. So I, I, the, I just. The peace banishes grandpa back to hell or wherever grandpa yes, was. Back right. to the spirit plane. So they, I mean, they have a history. I just, I really want the movie of the grandpa. How did he die? Was he fighting the goblins? Like, or is it just an afterlife thing where now he's suddenly taking up the cause? I, I genuinely want to know the story. Maybe I'll um, write it. So then, yeah, lightning comes down and the priest is on fire. And this is the point at which Holly is laughing as he burns. <laughs> oh, yeah. She's like laughing as he burns. And then we have this burnt goblin there. So everybody's like, oh, my God. Yeah, the goblins they are put real. out the flames and it's like, wait, what is this thing? It's a goblin. And I thought that goblin was kind of creepy, all gray and, and burnt. I like for that. For sure. For sure. So now we go back and um, we're back in the church. And she says, by the power of Stonehenge. And she has now stopped being old and we not she she wasn't even old she oh she was she got old because she healed her hand but then the power of stonehenge makes her hot oh that makes sense dan yeah okay so when she, so basically in this wow okay so in this world magic takes a toll yes but it I doesn't. love that. But it well, also right. cannot take a toll. Obviously. I mean, I, get, <laughs> I like that rule, and I wish that that was something they implemented. But, yeah, she – I mean, what's there's up, a, Queen? There's a really nice Sinbad movie from the 60s where the bad guy's an evil wizard, and he just keeps getting older through the movie, and he's pursuing – he's always pursuing yeah. stuff to make him younger because every time he uses magic – He gets – I love that. That's awesome. That's a great yes. storyline. So – so they've oh they of course we did the back away again into the house they backed away <laughs> yeah. back into the house and oh, so, so that's here's a question yeah I guess well actually you know what we'll get there in the next scene so it's in the about next, why they don't go into the house there's no reason ah uh, I think you're wrong I think this movie oh, okay. does a wonderful job of defending themselves troll two. there it is so so they're back in the house and the the. Uh, Sheriff Freak is out there and he's like, here's some sandwiches. Eat these sandwiches or we're going to get you. And so he th- just like throws, throws, this, the throws the bag of sandwich. Is, and I mean, it's just like so real. Um, it's it's so beautiful. Ridiculous. So what, what do you want to say about that? I think, yeah, okay. What do you want to say about the house? We're going to popcorn scene is next. Well, actually, okay. So then it's the next scene because so we'll just lead into it right there. That I don't. I was confused on why they were standing outside of the house. Like, just go in, guys. That's the bad you guys. have them yeah. surrounded. There's you got thirty people outside. Just storm the house. Twenty six. Twenty five people. Uh, did you count, Dan? I thought about doing a whole count to try to figure out if oh, they really? had exactly twenty six people that were the goblins. I, I thought. I mean, I know they don't have twenty six goblin outfits, but I think they sure. might have had twenty six extras that played the townspeople. Interesting. Interesting to sort of you know do a photo montage and figure out exactly who was who. Okay. I yes, like, Tony. Should have done it. We got to air it. Um, yeah. So then the next scene, she shows up at the <laughs> the, the the hot queen. Shows oh, up yeah, okay. at the RV, yeah, and she's kind of seducing him. But for 
I mean, hold on, you're you're rolling over the best parts of this. Oh, I am. She, she okay. has a piece of corn, which she then sort of puts in her corn holster. Well, no, hold on, I'm not there yet. Okay, <laughs> I'm still on the walk up when he sees her in the TV. And okay. she's, oh, yeah, she's, he sees her in the TV. She's trying to walk sexy, but she does this weird full body movement, which is not sexy, but she's very attractive. But anyhow, so she, she's talking to him and, you know, seducing him. And then she says, won't you invite me in? Oh, the old vampire. Yes, I think that's what it is. They have to be. I think they have to be invited across the threshold. Yeah, that's what it is. That's what it is. How did they have the whole party inside the house with nobody invited? Because them? they, they showed there. up with stuff. They showed up with stuff and they were like, hey, and somebody was like, yeah, come on in. It's a party. So so then they she does sexy corn dance and they which they, I don't even like corn on the cob, but I would also eat it <laughs> with her on the other end. And she's like lays on top of him and they're eating the corn and then the corn starts popping and then they just start throwing movie popcorn on top of him. And you're telling me that there weren't jokes in this movie, Dan? There's no way that that's not in there for humor. There are a lot of scenes that there's. <laughs> it's just not possible that they did it in 100% seriousness. Uh, but I will say that uh, that's a great scene. That's great. It's my it's... second favorite scene in the entire movie. What was your favorite scene? You can't piss on hospitality? Yeah. No, no, I don't like that scene. I mean, that is funny. That part's not funny. The tightening the belt part of that scene is funny because it doesn't make any sense to me. My favorite scene is when uh, Holly? Holly's beating up her boyfriend in the bedroom. That's my favorite scene. Oh, when she knees him? Yeah, I think that's uh, that's hilarious. Yep. And she's great. So then they they do a seance to talk to Grandpa, and <laughs> the kid just keeps screaming. I I just love that the kid just kept yelling at them to concentrate, but they never really say what they're concentrating on. He's just like concentrate. <laughs> and so they've got to destroy the stone, and then Joshua somehow gets transported to the church. Yeah, and then Grandpa shows up at the church, and then they refer to the Stonehenge Magic Stone. (laughs) Yeah, so is that the the giant stone? Yes. So basically, there's there's two stones and a top part, but we always see it kind of tight. So we never really see in the church where it was. I have the feeling it wasn't in the church, and they shot those somewhere else, and we never really get a good look at it. No, for sure not. Oh, and then we go back to the popcorn guy, and he's covered in popcorn, and now she's old again. Right, because she used the magic to make the popcorn? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it didn't make any sense. But he's fine, right? Oh, and at some point, the, the, the grandpa gave him a, gave Joshua a backpack and said, in your time of most dire need, backpack. <laughs> Use it. Only when you need it most. Well, that's pretty much right now, Grandpa, because we're all dying. So... Did they ever explain, Dan, how they were going to destroy the stone by just simply putting... Power of goodness. Putting on the hands. Putting on the hands of power of goodness. Got it. I I must have been laughing too hard because I just saw them put their hands on it. I was like, what is that going to do? 
Okay, and so the they're pa- they're emanating goodness into the rock. Okay. And I think the well, at some point there's this whole chase through the house with the goblins. I didn't even write it down because it was just terrible. And they throw this one goblin stuffed goblin down the stairs like three or four times, and maybe they throw Are him you off sure the balcony they did that, one or time. Or is it the same shot over and over? I'm not convinced. <laughs> So basically, the power of goodness is Grandpa's lightning. And so once everybody's sort of power of goodness, there's the lightning, 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 lightning. And then eventually the stone cracks. What does the stone do? I don't even remember. I don't know. Oh, oh. And then the kid pulls out the thing in the backpack, which was a double decker bologna sandwich, which is false. That is not a double-decker. Have you seen bologna before, Dan? Bologna is cut into, like, thin strips, right? Or am I wrong? You're wrong about bologna. Yeah, bologna's are actually usually kind of thick. Oh, not this thick, Dan. He has a whole roll of Oscar Mayer bologna in one sandwich. Okay, what's wrong with that? That's not a double-decker. That's I just... mean, if you want to complain, it's not a sandwich because it's on a burger bun. I mean, that 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 I found very disappointing. It's it, I expected bread, and it's like that's a burger bun. Why is <laughs> why is it a burger bun? That doesn't make any sense. But you and had so no the problem with the fistful of bologna on the inside. I was good with the amount of bologna. Oh it's my double, god! It said double decker. That should that's be a lot of bologna. Not, no. When I right. when when I go to Fat Sal's or when I go to Jersey Mike's, I expect a lot of bologna. I don't think you can even – does any place even serve a bologna sandwich? I think they do. There's places that serve like a fried bologna sandwich, which is pretty good. Yeah. I mean you can buy bologna at the store, of course. Of, so, of course. So basically they the goblins are defeated by a meat sandwich because they can't uh-huh. deal with meat. And so the kid basically biting into meat sort of destroys them. Which it doesn't make any sense. But it's fine. But it's fine. Then we we all leave and we go home. Um, I guess Elliot goes with them, leaves the RV, leaves his three dead friends. Is the third friend dead? The popcorn friend? I have no idea. Because he pops out of the popcorn and is like spitting out popcorn. But we don't ever see him die. Well, did we really even see uh, the other two die? I mean, one of them's just a plant. So, okay. I mean, he's... I don't think he's dead. I think he's a very alive plant somewhere in the woods. I don't know. They ate him because you turn into a plant and then you turn into plant jello and then you get eaten. But they kept him alive for a while. Or is it? does he have to fully become a plant? Because the girl turns into the a great effect. She, like, sinks into the floor and becomes a plant instantaneously. And, they, and then the mom they eat very quickly... So everyone else gets eaten quickly except for the plant boy who also he become I don't know now I'm now I'm getting all lost in it. <laughs> uh, so basically they go home Joshua and the mom are in the house there's apples which in the refrigerator she eats the apples in a bowl in a bowl Do people put fancy bowls in the refrigerator? Sure. But you don't really put you don't keep your apples in the refrigerator either, and you would kind of no. have known if those were your apples. And who, if the whole town was That's too busy being, point. if the whole town was be, the troll, the goblins in the town were busy at home staying there. Well, then why did they? 
who had which which of the goblins had so that's why we need to do this goblin head count at some point great point so to figure great out point. That if there's one missing goblin and then he's the, he was the, the smart the, rogue goblin that went to town switched out their apples and then did he i wonder maybe he made it back maybe he didn't i don't know so basically the mom eats the stuff josh was looking for her he looks in the shower where there's all this goop which doesn't make any sense and then we find we find the the goblins are eating her and one of the goblins as the final tagline do you want some joshua i think there's one other time where a goblin spoke oh for sure yeah and their their mouths don't really work but I so they were so bad and uh yes and that's uh that's troll 2 now here's what i would like to say as my final th- are we on final thoughts Ooh, final thoughts. So here are my final thoughts of this movie. I commend the actors for doing, for doing their best in doing their best. what was a horrible situation. Yeah. Bad being it so being an actor isn't isn't always about, you know, like an acting class. Let's let's look at it this way. In acting class, usually you'll do scenes from you know famous works and you're recreating these like very very solid scenes but that's not what acting is for the most part maybe if you're like the top echelon of your of your career right but most of us what we get is shitty dialogue you get terrible dialogue that doesn't make sense and your job is to make it as believable as possible that's the job of an actor is to take terrible words and make them not sound as terrible but sometimes in the world you get something like a Troll 2 script, which is impossible to fix. Especially when you learn the documentary, they, the, the director basically wanted it verbatim. He wouldn't allow you to change it, make it more natural, nothing. He was just like, you have to say it this way. So keeping all that in mind, I I think they all did a pretty a pretty great job. And I feel bad making fun of it only because, you know, it's not their fault. They did their best. Um, and I, I, yes. And part of the whole sort of, when you watch the documentary and you sort of see the phenomenon of laughing at it and you're, you're kind of like, it's, I, I don't know. I, I sort of, I, maybe I don't feel for the director, but I, I sort of feel for the artistic process Yes, where it's like, I mean, I understand, you know, we sit here and we make fun of stuff and we, we, we give things a lot of grief, but I, I think that it's in the service of trying to understand what makes things good. And, and it's, it's fun to laugh at this, but you, you also, yeah, you, you, you can't, you can't disrespect the, the process of the creators necessarily. I mean, the director, you know, I don't know about I, at the end of the doc. It says he's making his 25th movie or something like that. So he I mean, he's doing fine. But I just I mean, maybe maybe shouldn't be. I'd love to see some of the other works to see if this was just kind of a fluke. Yeah. And I mean, it's like you watch Hallmark movies. They're not they're not great works. <laughs> oh, Dan, we disagree. Holiday in handcuffs is an A plus film. Sorry. <laughs> Okay, Tony Holiday and handcuffs. I am all uh, for the twenty-five days of Christmas or whatever they do on on Hallmark. Also, ABC Family. I love, I love it. So you know you can't. You gotta. You gotta give. You gotta give the actors some credit. You gotta give the creators some credit. And it's fun to call this the worst movie ever made, but 
Um, at least they, they were trying some stuff. I mean, I, I would sit through this a thousand times more than I would sit through love. You know, I would not sit through love guru again because there, there was yeah. nothing pleasant about a movie like that. So, and because, so that's... because, because they, they should know better, you know? Yes. And with the budget constraints of this film, some of the stuff that they did, I think was really great. Some of the effects were actually pretty great. And I think that's the thing is if I'm thinking about writing a horror script or looking at some things, you know, the plant out of the hand, it's like that was horrific. Yeah. Um, this this movie did not play on those things and was not able to exploit them to the proper level that you could. Yes. But at least it was was doing some stuff. 100%. And I, I would uh, argue strongly that this is not the worst movie ever made. I think people saying that it's the worst movie ever made haven't seen enough movies because there are plenty of movies that are not fun to watch. A movie I don't even know if I consider this a bad movie. I, I don't know if I consider it a movie, but it's it's just so interesting. Yes, I mean, there's there's bad directing. There's bad every facet of movie making isn't done very well in this movie. Yes. But it's still somehow enjoyable. And that, to it, me, makes it not a bad movie. It's engaging because everything about the movie is engaging. Yeah. It's just that none of none of the pieces fit together. Yeah. You know, and that's the whole thing about movies that are not successful is the pieces don't fit together. And yeah. and that was, you know, not that we're going to talk about the love guru in every episode, but we are. We might. Um, it was it was this desperate writing that was just throwing everything, you know, every second had to be filled with something. And that was the equation towards making it as big a zero as possible, as opposed to this movie where there's all this stuff that you can, you know, stone, I'm from Stonehenge. You know, I mean, he's going to cut off your little balls yeah. and eat them. The, none of these things fit together, but taken as a whole, it's a fun, fun, silly ride. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I had a good time. So, Tony, let's talk about something a little more positive. Why don't you give us uh, something you've enjoyed this week in media? Ironically, I'm going to do a little bad news and good news because I just want to say... Uh-oh. How disappointed I am in the television or the Netflix show Hoops. I don't know if you watched that. They dropped this past week. Yeah, it's um, uh, it's off. It's awful. It was what? It's what? The worst I don't show even know. My life. I don't even it's know a, what it it's is. It's an animated show. It's the first. I think the first animated show Netflix has come out with that is not good. Uh, I did not like it at all. Anyhow, uh, did you like? Did you like Disenchanted? I didn't hate disenchanted i did not find it engaging or fun i didn't continue to watch it but i wasn't viscerally upset by watching it oh hoops hoops made you angry i was furious it has an amazing cast and i like the premise which is a, a high school basketball coach coaching losers trying to you know it's like a it's a White classic shadow. tale yeah but they they basically just fill it with no jokes uh, a ton of cursing and no real direction from I only watched the pilot, the first episode and I couldn't handle it anymore. But often. well, if you get to have your grouse moment, I'm gonna do my grouse moment too. Please Love do. Cra- Lovecraft Country. Oh no, it's not good. <sighs> I I was Every, excited. I I want to hear what you have to say because everybody loves it. Oh and, okay. 
there are a bunch of aspects of it that are good. It just doesn't does work. not feel like a good show. Okay. And, and you know, all the things I watch about it, it's just everybody recounting the Easter eggs. Oh, and, yeah. And acting like that is makes, makes a it a show. show. Yep. And it's like, just because you've you've piled, you know, there's a, I mean, giant pile of Easter eggs there that you can talk about doesn't yeah. doesn't make the thing work. And, it, you know, what I, I understand the social consciousness stuff of it, but I mean, I look at how Watchmen handled all of that stuff and it's just, it's night and day. Watchmen handled all that stuff so interestingly where, where they, they weren't making a statement about the thing. They were making, they were saying things that you could then decide what was where, where you felt it, what it meant. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. As opposed to this thing where it's just like, man, every, I mean, we have not met a white person that is, is even moderately acceptable. Like, Sounds even like, like real life to me, Dan. Well, that could be. <laughs> okay. So give us something Anyhow, good, Tony. Yeah. So let's, let's turn that around. And uh, my pick of the week is The Boys Season 2. Oh, my God. Um, they've only released – they did a weird thing where they only released – they released three episodes at one drop. And then now they're sure. doing it weekly, which oh, okay. I, was kind of weird. weird. But by the time this comes out, you'll already be in the full weekly run out. But uh, so far, man, it's good. I love this show. And uh, Jensen Ackles will be joining season three, so that's exciting. Who's who's Jensen? Ackles? God damn it, Dan! He is uh, one of the Winchester brothers on Supernatural, and he is the most attractive, charming, sexy man on the planet of the Earth. Your sound keeps on going up and weird. I don't know. Does it? You'll have to look at it. Um, so. Okay. Justin, J- Justin Ackles, whoever that Jensen no. Ackles. Thank you, Jensen Ackles. J- Jason Ackles, what is it? Jensen. Jens- J- Jensen Ackles. Ackles. Uh, thank-, thank you for telling us about a guy that's not on the show you're watching. But he's going to um, be on it next season. Wow, Just how exciting. anticipation, baby. Um, I'm going to talk about something that everybody already knows, but uh, I just got a little more clued into. I finally have started watching some of the Daniel Craig, James Bond movies. Um, I hadn't really seen them. I, you know, I kind of got burned out with Timothy Dalton and all that sort of that, you know, uh, Remington steel becomes watch. Oh, so you didn't like Pierce Brosnan. I mean, I just, I never, I was a, a Sean Connery, you know, I was back in the oh, old, old, I like old, my James old Bond days. to be a man. Ooh, whatever. Yes, as opposed to just a stuff suit. And so I, you know, I. <laughs> you so, mean a sexy, suave individual? A spy, maybe? <laughs> so I did, you know, I kind of tuned out with Timothy Dalton and those ones. And so I watched part of one of the Daniel Craig ones and really liked it. And then I sat down and watched Quantum of Solace from beginning to end. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's just the action scenes are just amazing. They're just just amazing. They all blend together to me. Is sure. Quantum of Solace the one with the chair testicle scene? I don't think so. Okay, you would. I, I feel like you would know 
there's a there's a, a scene where James Bond's getting tortured and they oh, have a no, chair no, no. with a hollow bottom and they're like fucking hitting Ooh. it. It's oh my god, it's brutal. Anyhow, you know yeah, this 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 one he's this one he's pretty much chasing all around Europe and then okay, okay. just I mean he's just killing people and the the action scenes just don't it starts with this great car chase when mm-hmm. he's got the he's got Le Chief in the back from I guess the, the Casino movie. Royale which yep. was which I've got to watch I haven't seen that one and you know his car is impervious but the door gets torn off and you know yep. it you feel this jeopardy and he just keeps making decisions to slide out of death's way constantly and yeah. And it does, you know, in the stupid Charlie's Angels movie, you know, when they're driving, when the guy's behind there with the gigantic minigun, you're like, you will die. Yeah. Unless sure. you set something up so that you won't die. But then they don't. And and that's the problem with the Charlie's Angels is they just ignore all that kind of thing. It's like, go watch one of these James Bond movies and you'll be like, oh, I see how you're supposed to do action. You're supposed yeah. to make it so that there's jeopardy that's right that always is slipping right by yeah so uh give us a pick tony i did give you a pick the boys a movie movie Season for next two. week movie oh for next that week. pick I was... <laughs> listen you need i, I do not understand the format explain the format of the show to me you know if we had oh. segments maybe maybe easier okay so Next week, we're going to do another movie that is Halloween. What oh, is Halloween? Yes. Well, Halloween week. Halloween week continues. Yeah. Thank, thank goodness for Halloween. The greatest time of the year. Um, so this is also widely regarded as one of the worst movies of all time, uh, at least in my circles. I'll tell you that right now. So let me set the scene. A <laughs> wait, little wait bit what is you. your what is your circles? What does that mean? <laughs> I don't, horror lovers. Oh, people horror like horror movies. Okay, got I don't it. Know. Horror people, sure. Okay, so we have some phenomenal actors. Uh-oh. Christian Slater. Hold on, hold Love on. Him. Christian Slater, the guy from Heather's? That's all you know Christian Slater from? But, I mean, yes, he's in Heather's. Jack Nicholson Jr., okay. Jack Nicholson Jr. I will accept that. He does have a lot of uh, Nicholasisms. Ah, what's Jackisms? Happening? I don't know. Jack- Jackanisms. Uh, Sounds dirty. I it did. I'm sorry. Uh, also, Stephen Dorff, pretty solid. Stephen Dorff at the time. At the from, time. from Blade Two. Is he Blade Two or is he Blade One? He's the bad guy in one of the either Blade One or Blade I Two. I think it's Blade he's, One. I think he's the oh, OG Blade, one? Blade. I think so. I'm not. Okay. I haven't seen him in a long time. But I think he's OG Blade. Stephen Dorff. Okay. <laughs> Tara Reed. And this isn't Super now hot. Tara Reid. This is like Super American Pie, Tara Reid. She's, you know, stratospheric. And this movie is being adapted from one of the greatest horror video games of all time. Uh, Silent, Silent Neighborhood. Silent Hills is a great is a great guess and also a terrible movie. But it's not. That is not. I saw that movie in theaters. Okay. It, Did you see the first good. one or the second one? The first one, she like walks into this weird town and all sorts yes. of weird, and there's like yep. two dimensions. Yep. It was, there were some interesting elements of that movie. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't, I don't hate it. Well, I don't. Greatest is this Doom? No. <laughs> what? 
Doom with Dwayne The Rock Johnson? Dan, that is a 10 out of 10. This movie is Alone in the Dark. Wait, that's the name of the movie? That is the name of the movie and the video game as well. There's a What's the video game? I've never heard of that. Alone in the Dark is the same title. <laughs> what's the video? What are you doing in the video game? Shoot zo- is it zombies or what it's is it? It's not zombies. Uh, I, I think that I think they're demons. There's some. It's some sort of monster, but I think it's demons. Uh, it's great. It's very. It's very obviously. It's dark. It, it doesn't matter. The movie is so bad. So you've uh, seen this movie? I have not seen it since it came out in 2005. Saw it in the theaters. Was mad for about five years, and now I have moved on. I don't remember. Almost don't, any of it. Tony, have you ever moved on from being angry about something? I don't, no, I harbor them deep down for a long, long time. Uh, so I might, I may unleash a little bit next week. I don't know. I might not. Uh, but it's it's going to be fun. I think it's going to be a really good time. What's this movie called? Alone it's in called the Dark? Alone in the Dark. It's by uh, U. Bull. Oh, God. Yeah, see? <laughs> I guess I should have led with that, maybe. But... I think it cheapens it because this was supposed to be this wasn't this was like I think before U Ball was U Ball, I think. Uh like it's not House of the Dead U Ball. I think that's what it, the other one he did was. Uh, anyhow. It's so great. they spent they spent money on this thing? Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they, they I think it's like 20, 20 some million was the budget, and they made maybe half that? I don't know. Something like that. It's going to be good. You're going to have a fun. So Halloween week continues next week with Alone in the Dark. Uh, this has been Hate Watching with Dan and Tony. I'm Dan. I'm Tony. And uh, we'll see you next time. Hopefully. <laughs> but if not, we understand. Goodbye. Goodbye.